Hustle no sleep. Posse trying to eat. Making ends meet. Told him talk is cheap. Hustle no sleep. Posse trying to eat. Making ends meet. Told him talk is cheap. Hustle no sleep. Is you with it? Posse trying to eat. Is you with it? Making ends meet. Is you with it? Told him talk is cheap. Get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. Good morning, people. Merry Christmas. This is Uncle Hotep. This is. Episode 39 of Uncle Hotep's Podcast. How you people doing out there? 7 a.m. in the morning. People up there. I don't know. People still might be wrapping gifts. People might be putting stuff together. I got two stuff to put together. I ain't put together not. <laughs> I already put together this. Uh, I got my daughter this kitchen uh, thing. Like a play kitchen. I put that together yesterday. It wasn't too bad. But I also bought her a, uh, like those uh, train sets, like a wooden train set. And <laughs> I looked in the box, man. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is going to be a minute, yo. <laughs> it's not getting done by Christmas morning. I'm telling you that right now. So I said, forget it. <laughs> I'll try to tackle that one uh, during the week. But uh, there's something else I got to put together a girlfriend of deaths too, man. I'm like, man, shh. that's the thing about Christmas. You got to put together goddamn. It's one thing to buy the gift. But then you got to put some sweat and labor and everything else and <laughs> some hard work into putting the thing together, man. That's a double whammy. So not only you take stuff out of your pocket. You got to take the physical out of your pocket, too, because you got to physically put the stuff together. Ain't that something? <sighs> Man, I tell you. Anyway, let's talk about Christmas. You know, it's, you know, it's a Western tradition. Holiday. Supposed to commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. And... And I don't have to dig into it, but it's devolved into, I don't know, a shopping spree. It's, it's devolved, devolved into materialism. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's devolved and can you get the best deals and stuff like that. I used to work with this one guy and uh, every year he would, like he would go crazy on these deals, deals like he would look up the Black Friday deals, and he would talk about it for like two, three weeks beforehand. He would have all plans of what stores he was going to go to. Shout out to Anthony. Uh, that was the guy I used to work with. And it was crazy. I'm like, I don't even know what the Christmas is about anymore. The holiday season. The, the shekel season. They should call it the shekel season because that's all you're doing is spending your shekels. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I got bought my daughter a bunch of books. You know what I mean? 
I'm heavy on the books. I can get it, get her to read. I can set this, uh, set that in her mind early. Importance of books. Uh, some other stuff, but wasn't too heavy on the toys. But I did get her a lot of books. <laughs> I always give books. I always give my mom a book every year, and she hasn't read a damn one. <laughs> I don't care. I'll keep giving her books. I do not care. Um. It's hilarious. I, I do that all the time. I don't. Know, I don't know why. I, I because you gotta, you gotta read. You know what I mean. You gotta keep reading. Even my, and myself, I gotta keep reading. You know what I mean. Um, sometimes I've substituted books with reading shit on forums or reading what other people read when they put stuff in the forums. But there's no substitute for a book. There's no substitute for a good book. There's no substitute for knowledge. And uh, you gotta you, you gotta keep moving forward knowledge like i i have this uh, saying to myself i say you learn something new you should learn something new every day and i try at least i try to you know i i always try to learn something every day either <laughs> i mean mostly it's on that <laughs> sometimes i go on poll even though poll has gotten shitty but there's nothing like a good message form you can learn a lot from other people and that's why the internet's one of the greatest inventions of all time. The ability to share information instantly is like, it's unprecedented. It's, I mean, if you think about it, that it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost, it's in, infathomable the, how great of a invention it is for mankind. Um, you don't know how to do something you youtube it you can learn how to do it in like 50 60 seconds you know what i mean a couple minutes you become an expert in a couple minutes you know what i mean and uh that's that's they just think about it uh because some of us have learned that have lived before the internet you know what i mean you can see you you would have to uh read a book and find a book first you have to find a book that might take you some time and you have to uh Learn how to do it. You have to go to the library. Sometimes you have to buy the book. You go to the store. You have to ask somebody. Call people around. You know what I mean? And that would take you forever to do things. And this is one of the. That's what makes the internet so great. And I, I'm thankful. Oh, Uncle Hotep is thankful for the internet. <laughs> um, I'm gonna talk about some. That's enough about Christmas and all that. I, I know I, I uh delved into something else more than that, but happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy uh, whatever, all <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, and all a good night. <laughs> anyway, as you guys wrap it up, you get, um, open in your presence, listen to this podcast. Um, I want to talk about current events, and current events that has the people up in arms talking about is Obama abstaining from the UN vote that that was going against Israel and telling them to stop making settlements. Now I haven't read the resolution and maybe I should try to read some of it now but from what I gather the UN resolution was about uh, stopping uh, the building of settlements 
And usually, if you know the history of uh, the United States and um, Israel and the UN, you would see. <laughs> you would see that the U.S. has vetoed damn near every U.N. resolution uh, concerning Israel since, I don't know, the beginning of damn goddamn time. Um, so why the change of heart? Um, it, um, uh, why the change of tactics? why if anything does it mean anything um, because there's no sanctions going to be given for this resolution um, I, I did a quick read over and it's more like a political message that uh, to stop to tell Israel hey man slow it down <laughs> you know what I mean this is what I can gather and the uproar I've seen over this is it's been it's unbelievable like I've seen US politicians say they're gonna cut funding to the UN over this I've seen people say we need to leave the UN over this I've seen people say Barack Obama's anti-semite over this <laughs> Which is funny because there's a, I think it's a Time magazine or there's one, there was a mainstream magazine cover that had Barack Obama with the, the I guess the hat on Yamako or whatever the hell the hat his name is called. And they were calling him the first Jewish president. <laughs> this was like, I don't know, this was last year, year before. Now all of a sudden he's an anti-Semite for uh, abstaining from this vote. And I, it's. I can't, it's, I can't even believe this, because to say that any U.S. politician is against Israel is an outright lie, it's outright BS, um, during the Gaza war, we sent them ammunition, uh, we gave them $40 billion a year in weapons and aid every year, um, oh, I, I think that was a $40 billion a year package, oh, not a year, with a total $40 billion package set of aid and everything else. Um, so, abstaining from a vote on a resolution that doesn't mean anything and is just a political, a political message. There's no sanctions going to, if Israel violates and continues building settlements, there's no violation. There's no sanctions going to be placed on Israel, even though Netanyahu said he's he's sanctioning. I think Senegal and uh, what was another country? It was a European country. It was Senegal and um, I don't know. Hold on, let me let me check this real quick. It was Senegal, Malaysia, and New Zealand, Venezuela that put the resolution forward. Because originally Egypt had uh, had put it forward, and they withdrew it after pre <laughs> pressure from uh, Israel and Donald Trump, president elect. You know, Trump is 
the de facto president now. He's making moves while he's not even been in office. But Bibby has said he's going to put sanctions on. <laughs> he's going to put sanctions on New Zealand, Senegal, Malaysia, and Venezuela. Uh, there might be some terror attacks in those countries, but I don't. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just speculation. There might be some terror attacks coming up in a few months, but that's my sheer uh, uh, conspiracy theory speculation. But it's it's nothing. It's nothing in in the uproar you've seen on the timeline. I'm like, what what is going on? And then I'm I'm thinking, and there's this. There's two sides to the alt-right. I'm going to talk about the alt-right real quick. Um, concerning this. And which is surprising me. It surprises me. Um, um, there's a side that is ethno-state side. So there's a side that wants to support whatever Israel does. Because, you know, Israel is a de facto ethnic state, if you, I mean, whether you want to call it or not or not. And there's a side that hates everything that Israel does. <laughs> and I'm confused about what's going on here. Because, if, let's just take it, let, let me just say, explain it this way. Um, even if we decide to abstain from it, I don't know what what the criticism is from the alt-right is for. Um, hey, that's, that's on them. I mean, Israel can defend itself. I mean, it's about settlements, building more settlements. How many, how much more settlements do you have to build here? And I don't see how, why Obama is getting taken, taken to the task for this. Like people are jumping on the Ben Shapiro bandwagon. I've seen, I follow Roseanne Barr on Twitter. She's going, Haywire, calling everybody anti-Semitic or whatever. Like if you if it it seems to me is like if you don't agree with hundred percent of Israel's policies, you're deemed anti-Semitic. I don't know what that's about. That's that's funny here. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, do you have to agree with everything Trump says or? The Obama administration says, I mean, it, that's the same thing as saying, if you don't agree with everything Obama says, you're racist. And well, we've seen that kind of discourse. So I don't know why in, we've seen how, how false it is. So I don't know why we're, we're, we're stooping to this level with our, our greatest ally. Um, you can, uh, we can just, discuss Pollard, we can discuss the USS Liberty, um, I just don't see the, uh, the point of holding one nation, it seems like people are holding this nation above their own, and that's, so. Uh, I don't know what that's about, um, but that's, uh, that's either here or there, <laughs> it's crazy, um, but I, I find it funny about that. I mean, how can you even say that? But my, my bigger point is it's it's you can't even call Obama anti-Semitic because if you look at his policies as a whole, he's done really everything 
<laughs> you can ask Israel has asked of him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't turn her back on during the Gaza war. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? He didn't turn her back on, give him $40 billion. This is where I'm trying to tell people a lot of this stuff is just theater. This is set up so Trump can go in guns blazing, heavy hand. He can have a tool in his hand, and the tool is his hand is the Congress talking about we're going to withdraw funding from the UN. And if they don't, they will draw funding and the US will be out of the UN. That would be Trump's plan to begin with. You see what I'm saying? They plant him, him and Obama. When they had that talk, that 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 hours long talk, I'm sure this was brought up, and I'm sure he was like, "Hey Barry, man, won't you abstain from this vote that's going to be coming up?" They know this. This stuff was all planned. They knew it was coming up. They knew this vote was coming up, and. Trump is going to use this to his advantage. Best believe. So, I, I mean, judging <laughs> from how Obama let Pollard out, he let, and how the U.S. government do anything, didn't do anything about the USS Liberty. You, saying anyone in the U.S. government is anti-Semitic is, is absolutely falsehood. Like, stop reaching. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just stop reaching. Like, the Ben Shapiro's in, of the world, man, just just stop it, man. Just, just stop it. You're embarrassing yourselves, man. <laughs> I can't even. It, it, it's it's outrageous. And there's, there's no truth to it. This is just all theater. I don't know. I don't. I mean, you're not, you're not fooling me. You're not fool, fooling Uncle Hotep. It's business as usual between Washington and Tel Aviv. It's that simple. So all this, like, oh, I can't believe the U.S. government did this and that. This the first abstain in I don't know how long. Come on. Over 40 sometimes they, they vetoed. A, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, go somewhere with this crap, man. I'm not trying to hear it. Um, I want to talk about quick. There was a... Uh, Remember that uh, there was a a burning of a, a black church right before the uh, in Mississippi, right before the uh, elections. It was burned and it was tagged with "Vote Trump" on the side. Well, they found who did it, and the man who did it is blacker than me. <laughs> Are just as black as me, and like I've said before, when those stuffs happen, I was like, "Man, these are false flags, man. They're getting somebody to do all this junk, right?" And P, I, I, I like on this Facebook group, Black Conversation News and Events, people were going in on me about this. Like, see what rhetoric Trump is uh has is has arisen and stuff like that. I'm like, man, would you all stop? You know, you know the facts. And once again, Uncle Hotep has been proven correct. This was nothing but a democratic operation. Now, whether, well, let me backtrack. 
I wanted to say the majority of these uh, events are indeed false flags. Let's 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 let's, let's get it out there. Anytime there's no such thing in my in my life, I, I there's no such thing as coincidence. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people have a, a restaurant. All of a sudden, the restaurant burned down. Then a year or two later, they they reopened the restaurant. Got brand new everything. Brand new everything. Was it coincidence? It it, the, 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 it burned down, and they just got some money together and, uh, <laughs> and redid their old restaurant. No, they burnt the damn thing down themselves. They was planning on it, and they said, "Hey, man, we gotta we gotta make a new uh, <laughs> we gotta redo everything." You know what I'm saying? This is what life is about. And uh, people are stuck on this racism rhetoric, man. I mean, come on. They're using... This is how the powers that be use racial quote-unquote tensions that they come up with in the first place to their gain. Like, the goal was to get blacks out there to vote for Hillary because somehow she was going to save them from all this racial tension. I don't know how that was going to happen. But uh it's crazy. Let's be for real people. Then you got the uh, A&E was having a documentary on the Ku Klux Klan. And the first they changed the name of the Klan. I think it was supposed to be Generation KKK. Then they changed the name of it and I, like I like I said, I don't watch too much television. If I was gonna watch something, it wasn't gonna be that. And now there was so outcry because A and E ended up A and E ended up paying was actually paying some of the KKK members, right? <laughs> so um, they they said that was a conflict of interest in this, that, and the third. Um, so. My point was that they're using, they're using this. They're trying to instill fear of it. Um, I wasn't watching it because a lot of times with the KKK, man, and like there's supposed to be allegedly 6,000 members. I don't know how many millions of people. What, 300 million people in the United States? And there's 6,000 KKK members and people are afraid of 6,000 people. Um, back in its heyday, uh, the Klan... The FBI infiltrated uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Um, and a lot of the times where you see sting operations with the Ku Klux Klan, they'll say there's three people planning, they, they arrest somebody for planning something. There'll be three people planning, and, and one of the persons is a KKK member. Now, well, who's to say the KKK member wasn't the one devising the plan? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you gotta. You get, people gotta open their eyes and, and use what happened in history, and realize they're still doing the same stuff they did in the fifties and sixties. But um, it, 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 the feds are doing this stuff. Let's be for real. Now, come on, how can he be scared of Ku Klux Klan in, in twenty sixteen? They can't even stop all the illegal immigration. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Can't stop it. And you mean to tell me the white folks is worried about black people? Black people's 
population hasn't grown. It's been stuck at like 12, 13% for a couple, at least a decade now. Meanwhile, the Hispanic population is growing and growing. So you ask yourself, which, if you were a KKK member, which one are you more fearful of? The black population that hasn't grown or is stagnant or the Hispanic population that's growing and growing and growing? You see what I'm saying? And blacks feed into this saying, oh, they're, they're afraid of this. They're afraid. No, they're not. They got, they got black America right where they want them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all is too fearful. Black folks are too fearful. I, at least I haven't talked with people that will bring up, when you try to bring up and say we got to build our own businesses and stuff like that. You know, for one of the things they'll say all the time, I swear to God. They'll say, well, we tried that with uh, Black Wall Street and they bombed us and they'll do it again. They're so fearful. They're so fearful. They won't get back. It, it, see, the thing, how you judge a person is not during their best of times is when they fall and what they do after they fall. That's how you should judge a person. So after we got bombed, now see, this is what people really know. They rebuilt Black Wall Street, but then after that, integration came and Negroes ran to give their money to the white man in the white businesses. So now they can sleep right next to the white man in a hotel. Now they can eat dinner at the same diner as the white man. That was their mental tricks on them, and it's it, it's it's crazy. But that's what happened. So instead of now, where you see where you your your money's being marginalized, your homes, your schools are being marginalized. Instead of building your sources again and try to rebuild that that same thing that y'all had going back then, they refused to do it because they scared this white man's gonna bomb it again. Like the white man bombed Nagasaki in Japan, they rebuilt the shit. They need just leave the stuff there. They rebuild it. Y'all got to be kidding me with this stuff sometimes, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Let's get back to Trump. And like I said before, I'm right. I'm riding that Trump wagon. I'm riding it. Uh... This week, uh, he's made some statements about nuclear weapons, saying, let there be our arms race. <laughs> and uh, people are in a panic. People are thinking he's going to get us in the thermonuclear war and this, that, and the third. Um, what I get from his statements is that the United States Army and I mean, Armed Forces has to um, upgrade their nuclear arsenals um with this with the upgraded technology um russia is uh upgrading everything on their nuclear end um and i think trump sees it's it's time to do the same uh if you're gonna have that nuclear deterrent you gotta keep your nukes up with their nukes (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's not it's it's that simple um i didn't take it any as anything and uh, I am very encouraged about him, the dialogue between him and Russia. Um, and I'm not one of those folks that are saying, oh, he's a Russian puppet and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I don't, like, come the hell on. Like, 
why did these some of these leftists want to go to war with Russia? I mean, I certainly don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want I don't want no parts with them cats. So I think there'll be a pivot. There's going to be some major changes in the, how the world interacts with each other. But who would you rather be on the side of? I mean, I'd rather be on the side with Russia. I, I mean, I'm not. It, it's funny how you look at it. It it seems like Russia phobia is in, almost encouraged in the American um, culture and everything else. Uh, the evil Russians, the evil communists, they're going to take over the world. And I, I just don't see it out of them. I think uh, Russia is fine where they're at. Um, would they like to secure some of the their surrounding uh, areas? I mean, of course, anybody would do that. Um, but I don't think they have any imperialist goals. Like, if, as you look at the United States, um, uh, Putin has come out and basically called the Democrats sore losers, <laughs> uh, which is which is hilarious in itself. Um, yeah, take your L and keep move on. He's asked them to prove their uh, their accusations of, of hacking. Um, they can't do it. I've seen no proof yet. Um, and people are talking about the hacks, but not the stuff inside the hacks. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, why are you blaming the hacks when the information within the hacks is so damaging that cause people to sway their votes? It's simple. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're focusing on, on something else and not, and not um, what the information that was in, inside it was. You don't gotta be kidding me with this shit, man. I'm not buying it, man. Putin called the Democrats sore losers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, they're absolutely sore losers. <laughs> I can't even believe it. This is what Putin said. He said, Democrats are losing on every front. And looking for people to blame everywhere, Putin said. They need to learn to lose with dignity. <laughs> then the Kremlin leader pointed out, Republicans had won the House and Senate, remarking, remarking did we do that too? <laughs> he said, the current administration and the leadership of the Democratic Party are trying to blame all the failures on external factors, Putin told reporters. We're talking about a party which has clearly forgotten the original meaning of its name. Putin accusing the Democrats of shamelessly abusing their status as the ruling party to try to influence public opinion. Outstanding figures in American history from the ranks of the Democratic Party would likely be turning in their graves. Roosevelt certainly would be. <laughs> it's going to be good, man. This is <laughs> he also said Trump understood understood the mood 
other people and kept going until the end when nobody believed in him. Putin said, adding with a smile, except for you and me. <laughs> oh, man. I think, uh, I think there was a poll in I think a large percentage of the Republican Party like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> and I said this long ago. I was like, man, I think uh, I think the tide has turned regarding the American opinion on uh, Russia. Because I've seen a lot of uh, positive talk about Vladimir. And I've even, I even uh, like the guy, man. You know what I mean? If you, there's a, I think it's the the Putin doctrine or something. The Putin system, there's a YouTube video. And it talks about his rise to uh, prominence in the Russian, uh, or from his KGB days till now. And uh, it's, a, it's a very impressive story. He is literally James Bond in the flesh. I bullshit you not. <laughs> uh, I recommend anybody to, to look it up and watch it. But uh, he's a he's a uh, exceptional leader, it seems. Anyway, I'm gonna leave you guys at this. It's 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 Merry Christmas. I'm recording this on Christmas. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm ducking and weaving. Sent the kid. The kid went over to her aunt's to get some more presents, and uh, so I had a, a few minutes to spare to finish this up. I uh, appreciate you guys, you, anyone is listening to this. Um, if you can, donate to my Patreon. I, a couple shekel, a shekel a year or a month will do wonders. Um, follow me on Twitter at Handy Mayhem and Uncle Hotep. Uh, please uh, follow HotepNation.com. All your Hotep news. And uh, in a couple weeks, I'll do my first interview. I'm going to interview Doe. Joe Dobbs, um, his actual author, um, hold on, it's actually Doe, at D-O-E-D-O-O-B-S, uh, he's come out with a book, uh, hold on, let me get the, let me get the correct name of the book, a trillion, oh, Black America Incorporated, a trillion dollar nation now, it's, uh, it's on Amazon, uh, I'm gonna interview him, uh, I don't know about this coming week, but by certainly by the next week, I'll do an interview with him. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, follow him on Twitter. We're going to talk about his book, and uh, we're going to roll it from roll with it from there. <laughs> I'm sort of tongue tied. Uh, it was late night, uh, you know, wrapping up presents and getting ready for Christmas. I'm glad it's over. I know everybody's. I'm glad Christmas is over. Man, Jesus, I'm gonna start celebrating Kwanzaa or something. Man, we're done with this Christmas. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm done with this stuff, man. Anyway, this is Uncle Hotep. I'm out, man. Thanks for listening. Bye.